This podcast discusses crimes researched using publicly available information or personal recollections. Content may be graphic, disturbing, or violent, and may be upsetting to some. Listener discretion is advised. If you are faint at heart or under the age of 18, I'm sorry, but I've got to turn you away from this podcast now so that I am no longer a liability for this entertainment. If you're easily offended or easily triggered, again, please back out of this podcast. This is not for you. Please heed the prior disclaimer, and that's the same disclaimer that will be on every episode episode. Thank you. Have a good day and bye. If you have made it this far and you decided that you want to continue to listen to the podcast, congratulations. This content is for you. Welcome to the Dark Passions podcast and let's get started with the next episode being the first episode, the only episode uploaded right now until 5.222 when the next episode comes out. So yeah, thank you. Have a good day. This one goes out to the people who have lost people that ended up in the show. My condolences go out to the families and friends who have lost their loved one or have had a loved one or friend wronged to end up in the making of the show. To save on fire tablets, go to https colon slash slash amzn.to slash 3LHXDHF. And with these tablets, you can listen to podcasts like mine. Please give it some further thought. And without further ado, let's get to the episode. Hey, this is Jake, and welcome to the Dark Passions Podcast. The next story is about the treasure of Dutch Schultz. Dutch Schultz was a gangster in the 20s and 30s who made his fortune by bootlegging alcohol and the numbers racket. But like all gangsters, he was pretty sure that somebody was going to try to shoot him. Also, like a lot of gangsters, he made boatloads of money, so he hid it somewhere in the ballpark of 5 to $9 million in cash, gold, and jewels. He put it in an iron box or steel suitcase, drove it to the Catskill Mountains near Phoenicia, New York, with his bodyguard Lulu, and buried it. He may have even marked a nearby tree with an X. Sure enough, he was murdered not long after guns down in New Jersey Chop House in 1935. His treasure, if ever existed at all it's still out there it's just waiting for someone to notice the tree with the x marked on it story number nine the phoenix lights what exactly did people see over the skies over phoenix on march 13th 1997 was it a military spacecraft a natural phenomenon or perhaps alien visitors from another galaxy. Whatever it was, thousands of Arizonans saw the unusual lights in the sky, which looked like a huge upside-down V that moved slowly overhead, made no sound, and occasionally stopped to hover in one location. It was either the size of several football fields, or depending on how you asked, it could have been a mile wide. Even Escape from New York actor Kurt Russell saw the strange light show 
was landing in his private plane in Phoenix, whatever all people witnessed of this event, the official explanation is that the military flares, it, it had such a profound effect that many of those who saw it, whatever it was they saw, gathered together every year in the foothills of McDowell's Mountains outside of Phoenix to talk about their experience and try to figure out what the heck was that. Story number 10, D.B. Cooper. On November 24th, 1971, a guy known only as D.B. Cooper boarded the Northwest Airlines Flight 305 for a short flight from Portland to Seattle and hijacked it using a briefcase that he claimed contained a bomb. In Seattle, he released all 36 passengers and demanded the authorities give him 200000 U.S. dollars and parachutes then he instructed the pilots to fly to mexico and remain slow and low to the ground with the rear door unlocked that was the last anybody saw of him did he jump successfully from the plane to escape th- with thousands nobody knows for sure in 1980 a boy in portland uncovered bundles of cash in a sand pit worth and matching the serial numbers of the missing cash. The FBI claims that Cooper couldn't have survived the jump, but issued a new composite in 2017 of what he may look like today, which doesn't sound like something you would do if a suspect assumed deceased. Story number 11. The Zodiac Killer. San Francisco police have investigated 2,500 suspects since the 1960s, but they're no closer to finding the so-called Zodiac Killer, who terrorized the San Francisco Bay Area for several decades, murdering at least seven people, although he claims to have at least 37 victims. He sent the taunting letters to the police and the press and the encrypted messages that promised clues to his identity and chilling messages about his victims claiming they want to be the slaughter like the lamb and his own mental health i am not sick hero in the one letter i am insane it's been 44 years since the killer last made contact and they've had no leads a man claimed in 2014 that his deceased dad was the killer but the case remains cold in the one most chilling unsolved mysteries of the world Story number 12, Escaped from Alcatraz. For more than 30 years, from 1934 to 1963, the federal prison on Alcatraz Island in San Francisco Bay had the reputation as the most inescapable penitentiary in the U.S. Everybody who tried to escape was either caught or dead, except for three convicted robbers. Clarence England, John England, and Frank Morris, who escaped the prison in 1962, digging their way with spoons and sailing away in a raft made out of raincoats. The question remains, but did they drown in frigid waters or get swept away into the sea? Their bodies were never found, and it's anybody's guess. A letter from one of the escapees allegedly 
was discovered earlier this year, which read, My name is John Anglin. I escaped from Alcatraz in 1962 with my brother Clarence Frank Morris. I am 83 years old, in bad shape. I have cancer. Yes, we all made it that night, but barely. Is it real or forgery? Nobody knows for sure. Mystery number 13. Bugsy Seagal's unsolved murder. The only thing we know for sure is about the murder of the notorious gangster Bugsy Seagal, who helped create the Las Vegas Strip, is that it involved bullets and lots of them riddled into his body in Beverly Hills, California on June 20th, 1947. The conventional wisdom is that the mob boss, Mayor Lansky, had Seagal offed because he was annoyed at how much the gangster was spending to build his Flamingo Resort. The original budget was $1 million, but Seagal's expenses had balloons and to more than six times that amount. But in recent years... The family of the deceased Slavic truck driver named Moose, this is true, claims to have pulled the trigger on Sigal to stop him from murdering the husband of the woman he was sleeping with. Wait, what? It's a long story, but the police aren't so sure. According to the Beverly Hills Police Department spokesman, Sigal's death is still an open case, meaning that one of those unsolved murders we might still have an answer to, or we might not. Story 14, Area 51. You could say Area 51 is the pinnacle of unsolved mysteries. Just how famous is it? Ask anyone what they think it is, and most people will probably tell you. It's the area the government keeps all the space aliens. This remote Air Force base is in the middle of Nevada desert. It's all... About 150 miles from Las Vegas and has been the subject of weird rumors over the years. There's the alien conspiracy, of course, that which dates back to 1947, when an extraterrestrial craft supposedly crashed in Roswell, New Mexico, and the ship and alien bodies were brought back to base it to be studied. But that's at least of the secret goings at Area 51. Controlling our weather where time travel machines are being developed and perhaps the most insane story where they keep the mutant midgets caught flying Soviet planes, Peter Merlin, the historian and author who has been investigating Area 51 over three decades says the forbidden aspect of Area 51 is what makes people want to know what's there. Number 15, the disembodied feet. On August 20th, 2007, the disembodied foot was found still in in Adidas shoe, washed up on a beach near Vancouver, British Columbia. A week later, another foot washed ashore, this one with a white Reebok. In 11 years since, a grand of total, sorry, a grand total of 13 feet, usually in sneakers, have appeared on the beaches of British Columbia. The latest foot was discovered in this past December when a man and his dog happened upon tibia in the fibula attached to the left foot in a black shoe. Where the heck are all these feet coming from? 
There are many theories, everything from the last foot being decomposed body parts from a plane crash to a serial killer who likes cutting off feet from his victims and throwing them into the Salish Sea. A handful of feet have been identified through DNA testing and they were usually people who died from suicide. Two of the feet belonged from the same woman who jumped off the bridge in Westminster, British Columbia in 2004. But what about the rest? And will more feet wash ashore? Time will tell. We are on story 16 when we come back to this. But for now, I've got to end this episode. Thank you. Have a good day. Listen to the outro. And bye. My source is Bob Larkin from Best Life. And the article is The 30 Most Fascinating Unsolved Mysteries in America. Where is Sherlock Holmes when you need him? It was released the 13th of March, 2018. Aside from my fiber referral link, I also have a fiber CPA, fiber hybrid, fiber learn, fiber business, fiber sub affiliates, and fiber workspace link that you guys can all click at https colon slash slash go dot fiber slash visit slash question mark bta equals three eight six three three two and brand Fiber, CPA, Fiber Hybrid, Fiber Learn, Brand Equals FB, Fiber Affiliates, and Workplace. Those are the six endings to the link after the number where it's Brand Equals Fiber CPA, Fiber Hybrid, Fiber Learn, FB, Fiber Affiliates, and Workspace without Fiber in that word. Thank you. If you are interested in being referred to the fiber seller or buyer community, it's http colon slash slash fiber.com slash s2 slash c3 c8fde94c. Again, fiber is spelled f-i-v-e-r-r dot c-o-m. I am Jacob, and I'm saying have a good night, thank you, and bye.